my name is Natasha Arembi and I'm the CEO at No Cakes Are Better and welcome to the Crazy Cake Chronicles <laughs> excitement. Yeah, I'm going to be just rambling on about all of my cake business adventures and experiences and giving you advice and encouragement and a little bit of entertainment, you know, because everybody likes a bit of entertainment. And I really hope you find these little segments interesting and beneficial and rewarding because I certainly have a great deal of fun recording them. Now, if you want to chip in and tell us what you'd like to hear more of, feel free to send me a DM, send me an email, info at newkicksarebetter.com. I'd love to hear from you. So yeah, buckle up and enjoy the ride, baby. Hey guys, so thank you for joining me again and this time today, let's just hope that I am not as emotional as yesterday because I just was like, Tasha, you're killing the vibe, like people like to be entertained and like uplifted and you're just killing the mood right now, <laughs> but I couldn't help it, oh my goodness. Um, but I think I'm in a better place today. And the more I talk about it, which is partially um, why I'm just being completely open and just like raw with it all, is because the more I talk about it, it's actually therapeutic to kind of get it off my chest because most of it has been stuffed, like stuffed for my entire like yeah for, for like my whole life really um and actually um many business owners uh may have experienced similar things from the day they started their business but basically as they do more and more things and start more and more ventures sometimes that becomes more and more apparent so for example um you know when you realize you come to that realization actually i'm not really making much money um <laughs> that's the, that's the realization that a lot of business owners come to because it's like um you get to the point where you've been you're working really hard and you're thinking okay the clients that i've got now are not really pay me what I need to be paid so I need to to kind of have a different client that will want to pay more money um and then you start thinking okay clients that want to pay more money are kind of more upper class um you know you know irrespective of race or background that doesn't even come into it but they're you know often people of a higher um, kind of financial background can't think of the best way to describe it but immediately for me when I started thinking of that type of client I was like are they gonna think I'm good enough to serve them so even though I knew that in terms of technically I could qualify to serve them um I just didn't think that I would be considered good enough to serve them. I don't even 
understand what I mean by that or if you've ever experienced that if you have could you do me a massive favor and send me a dm because sometimes I do these podcasts and I'm like I can tell people have listened because I can see the numbers but then I don't get any feedback and I'm just thinking did anybody even get what I'm talking about so if you relate to that and you can uh you can get that then let me know so I can know I'm not alone and you know it helps you it helps me helps everybody that's listening because I will publish like yes this other person even if you want to be anonymous I'll say somebody else agrees so people can feel like you know they've got somebody in their corner that gets it because that's really important as well but what that did for me what it triggers for me when I start to question my worth in somebody else's eyes um then leads me to do this thing which is what mostly what this episode is going to be about about comparison um and the one thing that i religiously have to continually remind myself not to do is to compare myself because um it's very damaging comparison is the thief of joy i've heard it described as and it's it is such a true statement it's so crippling it's just it's not helpful because it either leads to one of two things it either leads to pride so you start thinking yeah i'm better than that like oh my days have you seen that oh my are they really seriously putting that out there or I'm nowhere near as good as that and it's not helpful like seriously guys that kind of mentality doesn't help you um the only thing you should be doing if you're gonna do any comparison at all is look where you're coming from in comparison to where you are now and acknowledge how you've grown and if you are growing if you're not growing challenge yourself but that should only compare yourself to yourself but what i used to do um is look at other bakers so i would start firstly with other bakers that i knew and look at their work and think oh am i as good as that or you know and then i would look at their prices and then i'll think well they're only charging that so um how can i charge more <laughs> because then, then everybody's going to really think i'm i'm too expensive um and so i started thinking oh am i are my prices justified you know am i might do i think i'm too nice <laughs> like really unhelpful comparison um and then i would look at other let me call so these are my peers like my normal community then i, I went to the high end like the the places where i'm not even going to name names because i don't even want to call people out like that but you guys know what i'm talking about you know you've got your industry norm your industry standard your peers the ones who are in your circle and then you've got the ones who everybody's aspiring yes i want to be like that one in that's got now for that and i started to look at them and what i did notice with those guys is on many occasions they don't even put prices so i couldn't even tell but i looked at their work and then i looked at their you know their presentation and immediately i 
I just said I was outclassed and I just didn't um, value myself in a way that made me feel I was worth anything or that my business could be viewed as something or somewhere that people would want to pay a higher price tag. Um, So it took a whole lot of work for me um, and that's why I wrote the book in the end you can have your cake and sell it to the ebook just talking about actually calculating what goes into your cakes and realizing that i don't care what anybody else is selling their cakes for i know that my time is worth what i am charging for it because when i'm working at 2am in the morning or sometimes i don't sleep at all to get a cake finished and to get it perfect and to make sure it's exactly what the customer wanted and I'm proud of it. When I'm working those hours, I do not want to be doing it for £1.79 an hour, which is sometimes what it could equate to after I've calculated all of the effort and energies that have gone into it, plus the fact that it's a highly skilled piece of work that has to be executed that I had to spend money learning plus the fact that all of the preparation the 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 um going out to buy the research then the cleaning up afterwards all of that I talk about in the book and I realize do you know what if Jane down the road wants to charge 10 pound for her cake please god bless her god bless her you know Jen god bless you my sister I, I am happy for you I am not. I refuse because seriously, I'm not working for one pound seventy nine an hour or less than or for free. I would rather have no cake and have no work to do than work all that effort and get nothing. Really, like seriously. So I've stopped comparing myself um, to people, but doing that comparison did help me get a real um, understanding that my fellow cake sisters were really undercutting themselves and it's not fair um I didn't want them to if I refused to work for that I didn't want them to feel like they had to as well I wanted to give them the education to know that they got a choice like you've got a choice in this matter because you are worth more um and you don't have to undercharge because everybody else in the market because I tell you this do you know that all of these high-end uh, um, businesses or um, companies, when they charge their prices, do you think they look at um, Primark and um, Peacocks and, you know, all of those uh, mainstream high street stores and say, oh, well, they're charging only two ninety nine for their T-shirt. Do you really think we can charge £99.99 for ours? They don't care because guess what they've done? They've set a bar and a standard and they've created uh, a value of their product and of their service or of their goods and because they've set that standard and they advertise themselves as such and they walk confidently in that authority this is who we are this is what we charge and it's because we're worth it I'm telling you that people pay for those goods and so I want you to know today that comparing yourself 
to even before we talk about comparing yourself because of race and comparing yourself to another uh, company is very dangerous because you don't know their overheads you don't know how much they pay to get what they get Um, so even if they can afford to sell at a lower price that may well be because they're buying their stuff wholesale they're you know they've got a really good deal maybe they've got a whole bank of things that they're you know they've got at a reduced price that they can afford to really sell at that level so your comparison is based on a very limited set of information you see a picture of what that cake looks like and you see a price you don't know anything else um because there are many overheads and things like that that may make somebody want to charge more or less because they're getting things at a cheaper rate so it's really dangerous to make comparisons in that respect Um, and I'm just glad that I made the observations to help me realize that I can help other bakers um, and that's why I'm so excited um, to to help you guys with your pricing the cake cost calculator is very soon ready covid came and just ruined the program because our developer has been totally overrun it's independent um developer web developer and has been completely overrun with um larger projects that that he's been working on so it is almost ready but i don't want to let it out even though it's in the test phase until it's working out the way i want it to so it's really exciting that that's going to be um, available to to help you. But the the other thing that I wanted to touch on, and I'm not going to go too deep because I know people um, want happy, good news and don't want to be depressed. But honestly, these conversations need to be had. I've, I've recognised now that you can't have these conversations um just in silo in your communities where you are not affecting change um and i've realized that if i don't talk about this to people who are non-black to other races who have no idea um what i experience on a day-to-day basis in terms of how I process and how I value myself it's going to be really difficult for that empathy to be forthcoming because it can just sound like moaning and complaining honestly that's where I think you know not I do not I do not let me repeat justify um or support the well all lives matter but I know where it came from it came from a place where it just sounds like there's a lot of people moaning you know when my kids moan it's annoying it's just like oh will you just like for example in the morning like my two boys particularly will get them up and I'll say you need to get in the shower now it's going to be the difference of five minutes who goes in the shower first but every morning there's a fight. Like, I went in first yesterday. And honestly, it really gets my nerves. And it's like, 
can you just stop whining? And that's a really bad example in terms of it's such a trivial thing. But in the eyes of somebody who does not understand the reality of what that people have lived with, of course it sounds like moaning. It sounds like we are saying, you know, our situation is, you know, in their minds, in their minds, genuinely, some people genuinely believe slavery was abolished all those years ago. What I've recognised over the past couple of weeks before I'd kind of just closed my eyes to it. But what I've recognised over the past couple of weeks since this whole thing blew up is that slavery actually didn't die when it was abolished. It's just taken a new form. And the only way that we can actually really genuinely hope for change is if we speak up and explain what the reality is of our lives, like what we go through in terms of these comparisons in feeling that we're not good enough in thinking what people would say if we're charging, you know, the things, the thought processes that go through your brain, your mind, I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but it's another level it's another level of thinking it out and like like if I think about this if I do this and then I do that and you know some people are further forward than others some people are at the you know I'm doing what I'm doing I don't care but some people are so tired of the oppression they just do anything for a quiet life and it's just like it is it's really sad but it's a reality so like I've realized that if unless I speak and explain this is the day-to-day reality pain trauma struggle and this is why we're saying that and correct why all lives matter isn't cute and it's it's not that we're devaluing anybody's life it's like an example I've used is that you know, you go to somebody's funeral, the funeral of uh, a child, for example, and the mother is giving the eulogy and saying, you know, my beautiful child has died and I love him so much, he was a good person. And somebody in the audience whose child is still alive comes and says, well, guess what? My child is important as well. It's not just your child, you know. That's that's what it sounds like. <laughs> and you might be thinking, ah, but honestly, yeah, I've had somebody apologise to me recently and I love her to pieces. She's such a nice person. And I know that when she initially said it, she was with all the good intentions because she didn't understand why why there was a difference. But the, the whys is so much deeper. Um, and And my responsibility... Um, you know, as a business owner, and I'm going to talk more about this in tomorrow's um, episode, but is to actually um, speak up um, and share experiences in a way that will help to educate, to help be part of the solution. 
because silence is just adding to a pro the problem it's, it's helping the problem to continue because people aren't having the education people aren't and do you know what there will always be people people that don't want to know there'll always be people that are like oh, i'm not listening now nah, 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 fingers in their ears there will always be that that's okay you know it's difficult for everybody to process this time hasn't just been difficult for people who are black this has been difficult for everybody because people that are white and are hearing all this it's not a nice thing to hear and the genuine outpouring of oh my god i'm so sorry i did not realize it's genuine and it's really important guys let me just say this if somebody says sorry to you um, and you just say, well, you should have known better. How dare you? Da, da. That's not cool. Okay, let me just say, an apology is hard enough to give in the first place. Honestly, it's hard enough to give in the first place. If somebody apologises and just says, help me to understand more. I'm so sorry. I feel like, blizzle, blizzle. I said the apology. And let's move on. Because what we want is change. We, we're not here to beat people up. Somebody said, you know, people are lucky that black people don't want revenge. They just want equality. They just want it to end. They just want the bias and the prejudice to end. That is all. So if we are seeing people fight with us and for us and want to share our voice, that's why I'm speaking on the, um, the summit that I'm going to be speaking at the owners of that organization were really honest and they said you know what we do not have representation of um people of color in this group black people in this group who could give a real insight to what the feeling is of a person who's running a business um and their experience and why they they struggled to be the face of their business for 10 years they would they have no idea and she wants to educate her community although it's two of them Helen and Abby they want to educate their community um and so they're creating this platform they invited me that's commendable that is applaudable and I would be stupid to turn that down because I want to be a part of the solution so I think I've digressed because I kind of don't know how I got on there but <laughs> the topic was about comparison and I was just explaining you know about sharing um why as a black person yeah when we compare that sometimes we just feel that we're not as good as and that's where it's coming from um but I just want to leave you guys as business owners with this really important message I like to end all my podcasts with not a call to action but a really important um takeaway no two businesses are the same whether they're black owned white owned um no two businesses are the same and what makes your business the most special is you okay you are the usp you are the unique selling point of your business and you are robbing your business and essentially you are robbing the world of what could be an absolutely incredible addition 
into the world of business, into the mix. Your personality will set you apart. Your story will be completely different to that of anybody else's. And somebody somewhere is waiting for your story. They are waiting to hear what you have to say. What you have to offer could change their lives. And I'm not going to say this to big or blow up my own trumpet. But honestly, I have had so many DMs of individuals who have said, do you know what, what you said in that podcast, what you shared in that book, what you said in that post has changed everything for me. If I had stayed where I felt that I shouldn't be, where I felt I wasn't worth being, those people wouldn't have heard my story. Somebody's waiting for you. Somebody is waiting for your story. You are important. You have a message. You have an actual purpose. You are valued, you are amazing and you need to walk in that. I want to see you on your feeds, I want to see you on your posts, I want to talk, I want to hear your story, create a podcast, I will teach you how to do that, that's part of what we're going to be doing in the NCRB Academy, create a podcast, tell your story, write that ebook. the world is waiting for you and you know I'm here for it, I'm here to help you. I got through most of that without being emotional, but this is such an important topic to me, guys. You don't understand how long I've lived with this. And I'm just so glad that I'm finally free of it. And I really just want to help you guys to get the same. So hope you've enjoyed listening. I'm really looking forward. If you've been touched by this in any way, let me know. Send me a DM and I'll see you tomorrow. I hope you enjoyed that and I really hope as I said at the beginning that you will want to share it with others leave a review send me a DM love to get your suggestions as I said if you want me to talk about anything else and until then you keep being amazing